0: Welcome to Philosophy for Our Time. Facts of Assertions. From the Institute of Art and Ideas. We examine every aspect of contemporary thinking. What is love? Is it real? Is democracy illusory and incoherent? Finding cracks in the way we understand the world. I
1: think there is a crisis of values. Realism has failed. We
0: debate the way forward with today's leading thinkers. We're all trying to understand what the hell is going on. A live podcast production from the Institute of Art and Ideas.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the universe code. Um, the theme of the debate is information. Um, we think information provides facts about the world, that it's, that it's there, that there's stuff, yet some now claim that information might actually be primary, somehow more fundamental than matter. So could information provide the ultimate constituent of the world? Um, or is this just some trendy delusion because we've got um, the digital age and we, we like talking about information? To help us debate the theme, uh, we have our three speakers. To my right, Chiara Marletto, quantum computation researcher at the University of Oxford. Um, she works with David Deutsch on the constructor theory of information, one of the weirdest theories in my opinion. To my left, Peter Atkins, professor emeritus of chemistry at the University of Oxford, known as a rather vehement debater, well-known critic of religion, um, author of numerous books, including Galileo's Finger on Being and Reactions, Private Life of Atoms, and also Creation Revisited, which dealt with this very topic. Mm. And then on the far left, James Lederman, um, professor of philosophy at Bristol, um, co-editor of studies in the history of philosophy of modern physics. And I'd like you each, if you wouldn't mind, to just give us your basic position on, is information really fundamental? What I mean?
0: so the answer to this question is yes um, and uh, the the sense in which I say yes is that uh, information is fundamental in an explanatory sense. So I, I, I take the, the goal of science to be that of formulating explanations for what's out there. And there are different levels of explanations. Matter is one such level, and uh, information is another level. So for instance, if you look at a computer and you ask, well, why is this transistor off? Well, you may say the reason is that uh, the particles uh, that uh, instantiate charges and stuff um, Have been given certain initial conditions and the trajectories were such that in fact the transistor is at this moment off But you can also say well the reason is that uh, the computer is factoring a number a specific number uh, 15 and uh, that's why the transistor is off and both explanations are necessary to understand what's going on now um, There is a problem in trying to understand how these two ways of describing reality fit together because um, information has properties that uh, seem to transcend physical systems. Uh, You see, um, uh, information can be copied from one system to another. Um, You know, my brain um, molecules of air that are kind of traveling to your brain, you know, to your ears, and then that, that gets converted into electrical signals in your brain. These copying operations uh, keep the information the same, but uh, the physical systems that instantiate the information are, are different. Uh, in this sense, information transcends physical systems, and also it's not a property of a state because uh, you know if a flag brings information only, not if it can only have one state it must be capable of having at least two states, you know, red and green, in such a way that it can be used to signal. All such properties have to do with what's possible to do on physical systems. And uh, that's the key to understanding how information can be brought into physics. Because whenever we say that uh, information is involved in some physical phenomena, what we are saying is that certain regularities are there in the laws of physics. And expressing such regularities, which are the things that make information uh, possible, and processes like copying possible, um, is the fundamental element that information brings into physics. So, constructive theory in information, for instance, is one way of going about expressing such regularities, and that's, I think, the sense in which I would regard information as, as, uh, as fundamental. The
3: concept of information troubles me in the sense that it so easily segues into um, a subjective view rather than a, an objective view of what is out there. And so it troubles me that that's a part of the maybe that in my, uh, my response. Yet, on the other hand, the other side of my maybe is that it is certainly the case that the, the, the deepest vision of science is achieved in terms of the greatest abstraction, because abstraction is transferable to uh, to different material disguises. Um, and so I, I'm torn. On the one hand, I'm worried by the sliding into subjectivism. On the other, I admire it because it is sliding towards abstraction and therefore propriety and universality. Um, uh, then I also think about where I encounter information, I, and over-information as well. Uh, an example of over-information is in um, classical physics, where the classical physicists would seek to explain the trajectory of particles in terms of position and momenta. But we know from quantum theory that you've got to decide that you can either discuss in terms of location or you can discuss in terms of momenta. So the problem with classical physics, which quantum theory actually clarified, was that it was uh, over-informed. It was trying to do what nature forbade to talk about position momenta simultaneously. I then also think, in terms of another aspect of information, that the universe is driven forward by the collapse of information. And I've got in mind there, of course, the second law of thermodynamics, broadly speaking, that things get worse. Um, and you know, if the initial state of the universe was a, com- it was a state of total uniformity and perfection, uh, and things have crumbled ever since, um, in a sense, when you've got Complete uniformity, you've got both zero information and perfect information. Uh, (laughs) And and there is a paradox there. So, you're talking about the
2: connection between entropy and. Yeah, I'm talking about entropy.
3: And we know that as the world crumbles into disorder, as information decreases globally, cosmically, locally, information can emerge. Um, that structures could emerge as a consequence of, uh, as represented by heat engines, would be an example you'll we'll come back to later on. And um, thirdly, if I can just add one m- more component to this in my final minute, um, I think that the, the wonderful vision of evolution and natural selection um, is in terms of the struggle of one information system against another information system. Um, the, the, the most abstract view of looking at um, natural selection and evolution is the battle between systems of embedded information. Embedded in the material of DNA, of course, ex- expressed in DNA. But um, one type of information, you know, a slug, um, is struggling against another type of information, a lettuce. And 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 one of these days, we, one will <laughs> take over the world. Um, so, uh, so like I, you can see my ambiguity about information.
2: James, it's
3: difficult
1: to address the question without having a clear target. That is, to know what you mean by fundamental and what you mean by information. Um, okay, but I'm going to say what I'll take them to mean, so I can argue. That'd I mean, be good. Right. So starting with fundamental, I mean, think you might say something's fundamental to science if it's just something we have to use. That doesn't necessarily give it any status in reality, but as a a tool. So um, to say that mathematics is fundamental to science is undeniable in one sense. But if you said the mathematical is fundamental, that would be a much more contentious thesis that lots of people would disagree with and say, well, we don't think physical reality is mathematical, but we do think that it's fundamental to our description of physical reality. So, equally, one might say, yeah, information theory, information idioms, seem to be fundamental to contemporary science. And they often seem very explanatory and illuminating. A famous example that's not mine bears repeating, which is, you ask the question, what does the sun do for life? And you think, oh, it gives us energy that doesn't really the full story because if you look at the net inflow of energy and radiation to the earth and the net outflow of energy and radiation from the earth it's the same the difference is that the energy that's emitted is sort of spread more or less um, more uniformly across the bandwidth whereas the energy that's received is in predominantly in the blue light end of things so that asymmetry can be exploited by life to create structure and so you can say right it 's not really about energy it's about information that's what the sun's doing for us so we, we can think in helpfully in terms of information however it doesn't follow that it's it's fundamental to reality and if I was to push the line that it's not I and mean, to put pressure on that on that idea I would say what's Seems to be a component of much talk of of the everyday sense of information, which I'm then not sure is supposed to be imported into the scientific sense, is that the idea of representation, the idea of information being about something, the idea that uh, that um, we have chosen to take two physical states and say this represents a bit; Um, these two states represent one and zero. And if we look at um, information processing in in physical systems, you could argue that we're only able to describe them as information processing because we understand the states in, uh, as representing this or that, as representational. And then you might say, but look, representations are all um, parasitic of us. I mean, they are not subjective maybe, obviously, but, but um, anthropocentric or something. Um, so, so, if I was to make a preliminary push at the line that information is not fundamental in a, in a strong sense, I would, I would say, well, here's a challenge, how can it be when it involves the notion of representation?
2: The first theme, really, is, is information or could information be more primary than matter? And, and you've all alluded to it, that, that DNA is sort of the, the, the test case, isn't it? Because with the discovery of DNA, H- here's matter, but it's arranged in such a way that, you know, Watson and Crick said, this isn't just a, you know, a chemical, that this has actually got a code in it. And I'm not sure that you can make much sense of natural selection without that notion. And, and I suppose from there, that's the first step to saying, look, it's, it's in the world and it's maybe the most fundamental, certainly perhaps the most fundamental uh, about life.
0: I would disagree on the usage of say, you know, on saying that it's uh, the most fundamental. Okay. Um, but uh, certainly, uh, as I said before, uh, the idea that there can be things like replicators uh, is a trait of the physical laws, of, of the laws of physics. So uh, you know, if we were in a world that uh, didn't allow things like replicators or, or, or copy processes, Uh, natural selection couldn't have uh, occurred Um, so the idea is that if you if you say you know uh, life is explained by natural selection then what you're also saying well uh, the laws of physics um, have to be in a certain way that supports uh, natural selection in the sense that they uh, allow elementary copying processes and uh, that's a fact about the physical world that doesn't require i think any subjective uh, um, point of view. Uh, and uh, it's a trait which seems to me non-trivial about the laws, and I would say it's business for physics to um, to, to express such sort of this sort of regularity. So that, that would be my, my point. But, but you
1: said that the, the copying processes were elementary, and that doesn't follow. That the, the copying processes, ju- I mean, there need to be processes such that um, traits that contribute to reproductive success are heritable
0: ah but those emerge from the elementary ones
1: that that doesn't follow straight i mean what that doesn't follow from the existence of natural selection i mean that's a hypothesis but what natural selection requires is just that there can be the inheritance of of traits that contribute to reproductive success. The transmission, success. Of, of,
3: the transmission yes. of information between generations.
1: Yes, you can say it's the transmission yeah. of information yeah. between generations, yeah. but it doesn't follow that there have to be elementary information processing um, in nature. Well, nor, but nor but does what does it what follow do mean that elementary processing? Well, I don't know, but that's <laughs> what Kiara You said.
3: actually mean yeah. RNA. Uh, the extraction of the information from, from 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 DNA and the conversion into the worker bees of the body uh, enzymes, and right. proteins.
1: But that's not element. Those are elementary no. processes.
3: Those are biochemical processes. But what do you mean? That's, you didn't said what? What do you mean by elementary? Well, well if you the normal that meaning that of most yeah. most basic. But, those, but biochemists would regard those as, bio- as as elementary processes.
1: Yeah. But what's elementar- not. What elementary? What's elementary in what's most fundamental in chemistry is not. Most fundamental in physics. I mean, uh, so
3: no, but that's why I'm trying to get you to th- say w- at what level of elementary you're working.
1: It's Carol that said it, so I, maybe I misinterpreted. But uh, but when she said elementary, I thought she meant at the bedrock of physical reality. Are well, actually,
3: processes. I well, exactly, but we've got to work on what we mean by that. Yeah,
0: I would say since we're talking about natural selection in particular. Uh, that's an explanation for things that are not elementary in a specific sense. That is to say, they are—they have the appearance of design, like living things. Yeah. Elementary means uh, something that doesn't have that feature. And so, elementary copying processes, such as you know, a particular spin of an atom is copied by yeah. a particular interaction onto yeah. a different atom. My so, so that—that's elementary in this context.
3: My, my, my agriometer. um <laughs> which began at maybe <laughs> <laughs> in, oh in the middle, is actually, although I disagree with everything you're saying, is, is moving towards you. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> For reasons I find it hard to articulate, but, <laughs> 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 but, but I think um, I, I'm beginning to shift in your direction because I put uh, the primacy of scientific explanation in terms of the achievement of the greatest abstraction. And I think that if one can express anything in terms of the most abstract f- formulation, then it becomes the most powerful. And although I don't understand a word of what you're saying, I can see <laughs> the... the, the infra- very abstract. <laughs> and, and, and therefore potentially powerful. And so if we were to strip away everything <laughs> you said and just to leave this, this sort of skeleton of uh, this concept called information, Regardless of how you're dressing it up and putting flesh on it, Um, I I think the concept of information gives you the greatest generality for understanding uh, a wide variety of physical, biological, uh, mathematical even um, phenomena, and so that's why I'm shifting towards yes, because of the primacy of abstraction. Can I bring James in? Is there something wrong with saying
2: there's information? In DNA, are you just saying there really isn't? We're just attributing it because it seems like some information must be passed on from generation to generation, whether we're there to look at it or not.
1: Well, there's a system that be it can be understood as reading the information. So to that extent, it's not misleading to say there's information in DNA. But well,
3: there's not lack could, of information, is there?
1: No, but you, one might also look at that and say, look, all that's happening is a load of physical processes, and that could be understood without reference to information. It's just too complicated to do it. So we think in terms of information to make it tractable. Yeah. Really?
3: And well, we to, make it, to make it abstract, in fact, because I think you can transfer concepts once you've got abstraction. Right. I mean, after, after all, thinking about uh, uh, the heat engine as an abstract entity, of taking you know, of uh, a hot source, a cold sink, and something in between. Um, Is applicable not only to steam engines but to human bodies, and I think that's enormously important aspect of thermodynamics.
1: I think what you say about abstraction is very important, and I I agree with you. So I'm I'm shifting in the maybe direction. Well, I was there. I was in the the maybe direction to start with. If we took a digital computer and said, "Is it computing independently of someone?" using it to compute someone regarding it as representing then I'm I'm more skeptical I I mean I think DNA is is a special case because of because of life and so I I, I'm and also something I don't really know enough about but I've thought a bit about physical computing and I I think if you look at an and gate and you say look it's computing and well you can relabel the how you associate physical states with logical states and say it's computing or instead because structurally they're they're isomorphic to each other, right? Um, Three possible inputs gives you one output and the other input gives you the other output. And that's the same whether it's AND or OR. It just depends
3: how you label the states one and zero. Is that the loss of information? If you've got three inputs, you get one output. It's called an irreversible… Yeah, but you're losing information. Yes. and uh, So is computation the loss of information?
1: Well, people say that irreversible, that, 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 that people pose a connection between computation and thermodynamics mm-hmm. and say that when you have irreversible computation, you necessarily have thermodynamically irreversible mm-hmm. processes.
0: Yeah, and I was just saying that um, uh, would a more productive way of talking about that saying that and can perform a certain operation
3: the as opposed can. to,
0: yes. yes, so as opposed to saying it is performing it. So right, and this, it has the capacity to be regarded
1: as, as performing a computation when we l- label its states in a certain way.
0: Yes, which is also what DNA does, because, you know, when we say right. that DNA has information, what we mean is that a different strand would uh, produce a different kind of output when read out.
2: Can I just go back to, I think it was James, you made the connection with organizing so that, uh, things are not just or maybe it was you, th- not just random but you bring some seeming organization some idea of structure yeah yes is that what we mean by information that it, it, something is it, is doesn't have any uh, pattern or structure well, to it I and think then this is something really con- intervenes and it turns what was a soup of stuff into a small human being
1: i think this is re- it's really confusing to think about because on the one hand you could say well if i had a gas and all the hot part of the gas was on the left-hand side of the room and all the cold part was on the right-hand side. You might think that's structured, it's ordered, there's sort of information there. But actually, if it was in a completely random state, then you'd need more information to describe it because it wouldn't have any symmetry or structure. So so when we have have symmetry or structure, we need less information to describe things. Okay. So it's kind of paradoxical, because on is the one hand we'd say there's no information in that gas, but in fact, bec- because it's in a random state, in order to say anything about it, you'd have to say what every single particle was doing,
3: But glo- unless you're only interested in statistical properties. Sorry. But, but globally, cosmically, if you like, or at least globally, the world works by progressively losing information. I mean, well, it's that's contentious because, that no, you know, fundamenta-
1: no, it is. I mean, fundamental well, isn't. Qu- quantum <laughs> mechanics is unitary, which means yeah, exactly. it's time reversible.
3: No, so. no, 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 uh, no. I, th- I think if we take a the thermodynamic view, then you'll regard the second law as being um, a valid state, a valid universal state. But it's always been
1: problematic to understand how that second law can yeah, be compatible
3: never, with okay, never, its I'm going to move
2: it on here because thermodynamics is going to get, we're going to get lost in thermodynamics.
3: Right, we're not going to get lost. It's very clear and very simple to understand. The world uh, okay. is getting worse globally because information is being lost. Let's look, let's bring it down to our, our current uh, matrix of discussion. And because and information is being lost globally, locally, information is emerging. In organized patterns
2: like yeah. life. Yes, yeah. that life is somehow this way, that it exports yeah. the, the But the whole entity. history
3: of the universe is the loss of information. If we move on
2: to the second of our themes, it's is there an ultimate level of reality. So you'll get to talk about reductionism now. The classical way you dis- discuss reality is there's the level of consciousness if it exists and thought and beneath that there's biology and then beneath that there's chemistry and beneath that there's physics and so the, that's why everyone has physics envy because they they apparently have the best description of everything. If we allow information in does that do something to change that classical picture.
3: I think there is information which unifies that structure that you've just described, which is very important. I also think that deep down underneath is a different sort of information which we call mathematics. And so I think that deep down, if you accept mathematics as a form of information um, and maybe there's a discussion about whether it is a form of information, then um, my view is that mathematics is the foundation of the universe in some sense.
2: Do you want to hear more from the world's leading thinkers? and there's no commitment to pay. So subscribe now to understand the world beyond the surface level. Cara, or, or whichever one of you looks most startled, which one of you wants to?
0: Well, I, I had a point on this, that um, <laughs> the unification trait that you br- brought, brought up, it's um, connected to this notion of uh, information being um, having some of the traits of an obstruction. So uh, the idea that the level at which we talk about information uh, does not refer specifically to the various physical details of the underlying uh, physical systems, is what makes it possible to have this uh, role of information as a potential uh, entity that unifies the various levels of explanation that we have of reality. And when you ask whether there is an ultimate physical reality, Mm -hmm. I think there's also another sense in which that can be interpreted, that is, Is there an ultimate explanation of reality, which is a slightly different way of talking about the same topic? Uh, No, No. I think there can't be an ultimate explanation because that would mean that um, that explanation wouldn't have problems, and uh, that would mean that you know science would stop progressing because problems. What's
3: wrong with that? I mean, (laughs) if if science gets to the end of the the quest, and how can you know it should stop?
0: Do you think that can be? D- do you think that there can be a theory that would, you know, would will be free of problems?
3: Yeah, yeah the scientists are optimists. And what? Unlike philosophers oh, who but are I am universally, very universally No, pessimists. I'm optimist, <laughs> and that's
0: why I think that problems can, you know, new problems can come up and yeah. we come up with new solutions. Yeah, that's also an optimistic can way I of looking at things.
2: I can, I can feel the temperature <laughs> of that
1: side of the room rising. James. As things stand, we have physics. Physics, much of physics isn't fundamental. It's it's about emergent phenomena. Even atomic physics is about emergent phenomena. Even nuclear physics is about emergent phenomena. Can you phenomena. tell me what you mean by emergent? Please. Well, not fundamental, not the most basic. Now, I mean, it's an open question, it seems to me, whether there is such a thing as the most basic. So I think I agree. Well, I don't think you said there is, and you said there might, there, is there couldn't yeah. be, and I'm yeah. not sure about <laughs> that issue. I mean, it certainly in the history of physics, predictions that we found... The fundamental level of reality have an unhappy history. Yeah. And every time someone says that, then just around the corner yeah. there seems to be. Nevertheless, now, course,
3: it may be true that there is, and it
1: may be it may be true that there is. I just think that we're not really in a position to know. I mean, no. we, we we couldn't have predicted how incredibly rich the, the the subatomic realm would be. I mean, originally people thought. I mean, this is why uh, you know, I was talking yesterday under the title Atoms are Not Atoms, because they're not. I mean, in the in the classical sense of being the bedrock of reality, the partless particles. So the track record of saying we've got to the bottom level is, is poor. Is there necessarily a bottom level? I don't see why there has to be. Would we be able to think about that level of reality using the familiar kind of concepts that we get when we think about everyday matter. I think definitely not. And so here I agree very much about abstraction. I think science often works by using mathematics to go where we're not able to go with
2: other kinds of things. But do you think information is part of this? It may may be, but as things
1: stand, what we have is physical theories with physical constants in them that involve, no matter how far removed they have become from classical physics, still involve us in ideas like mass and energy and momentum and um, wavelength. You know w- these being related in quantum theory in a way that we never thought before, but that these are physical notions. So, as it stands, the standard model um, and general relativity are formulated in terms of regular sort of physics, right? The, the, you know, ultimately, that the Newton or Maxwell would but recognize where does as being come physics this as well. Well, that's the point, it doesn't. So, it's a speculative claim to say well the next generation of theories is somehow going to be about information hmm. and sure. then i what i would want to know was how would we recover from a pure theory of information the physical content that's expressed through our theories having well, physical quantities and and having co- having constants that are, have dimensions well, so having yeah, yeah quantities that have dimensions well, length time and so
3: on. Yeah, but all the fundamental constants are artificial numbers, um, in in a certain sense, which enable us to map the properties of a a particle onto macroscopic measurements for our convenience. And even today, things like um, the speed of light is no longer a measured quantity, it's a defined quantity, simply because it enables us to convert um, properties of um, a particle into macroscopic measurements.
1: But it still has units? It has has dimensions, I mean, look at any physical equation and you can ask yourself, what is this expressed in terms of? Are we dealing with length, time, mass? What are the physical properties here? Yeah. Now, if you talk about a pure theory of information, it doesn't on, it, on, on its own make contact with that realm of energy and mass and so on, which no. physics is yes. about. And you could argue, if you were pushing this negative line, look, you wouldn't have any information in DNA or in a computer or on the table or on your piece of paper unless there was some physical structure there that could be in some state or another. Well, but it, it's
2: just, is it there in addition to that?
0: Yeah, that's the point.
2: In other words, I, I, don't I don't could know. have all kinds I mean, of smudges on this paper, but the particular smudges I have are giving me information. I'm certainly getting information from it, or I feel I am. Are you telling me I'm not?
1: But is that information is not in the paper on its own? That's in the, your reading of the information. I mean, if I give, you, it's a, still if in if I give you a code book that says it, when you receive w- uh, one bit, that stands yeah. for the works of Shakespeare, and in the code book, there's the, r- the works mm. of Shakespeare, and you look, you get a signal one, and you th- that's the that's then that's no, the information. That the you fact get that, that, that you
0: can transmit information that way yeah. is a property of the laws of physics.
1: Exactly, I agree. So th- I that's wha-
0: a property of ph- it's a property that you know. But uh, so, so what?
3: It's
0: <laughs> well, it's an interesting property because if you didn't that, have yeah. such a thing, you know, yeah. uh, there are theories about sectors in the universe that can't communicate with one another and uh, in the composite system of those two sectors, you wouldn't have the ability, the sort of possibilities we're Mm -hmm. referring to in this sentence.
1: But I think that your your copy, the copying that we do in real information transmission, it never has to be exact. It can always be approximate. No, but the
0: point is that it could be. I mean, it can be made arbitrarily precise and that's that's Why a feature of the laws. Why is that
2: important? I mean the whole the whole importance of information copying in in life is it's that it's, it's not precise. It's exactly if so. it was precise no it would no be no. chemistry. No,
0: but it can't be precise but the point is that yeah. there is so no limitation to how precisely you can copy. Yeah. No known limitation. If right. there were a limitation then there would be a laws of physics and that would be interesting.
2: Okay, all right. But I mean are, we, are you two at least saying that, it, that information is in the universe? No. No. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Heck. So I well sure I am we saying that in in a, in
0: a in the sense that there is I mean that when we say that information is in the universe what we're saying is that certain interactions are possible but, and but that's an interesting I feature of the I think what we're, we're saying is
3: that in our description of the universe there is information. But you're going but further you think okay, it's there. Well in but I also but I'm I'm prepared for you know, the level of this discussion to say that our description is uh, um, of, uh, of, ther- of theories of laws and so on, is all about the evolution of, e- of information.
0: Yes. So, so what so do you mean by evolution of information? So uh, well,
1: uh, I mean, that's where I disagree. Do I say, no, our, our laws are about the evolution of physical systems that have mass and other physical properties.
3: Uh, but that's still information. And well, like only in the trivial
1: sense that in order to talk about it or to describe it, you, you, or you can regard it in information-theoretic yeah. terms, but that, I think... Why is that trivial though, James?
2: I mean it's because it's you can it's regard it's
1: anything in information-theoretic terms if you've got a language to talk about it.
2: Yeah, but my mm. point is that we're in a universe really. where we, we, we do talk about things, and yeah. we do exchange information, so it seems indisputable that it's in the universe, because I'm using it right now.
3: So well, the question is,
2: how is it in the universe?
3: And, and the Schrodinger equation, for example, is an example of um, how information as embedded in a wave function evolves in time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Agree. I'm in a parallel dimension to you.
0: But when you say information evolves in time, what you mean is... Th- that the where a particle is, let us say. Yeah, well, mm. you, what you mean, I think what you mean is <coughs> the possibility of measuring certain observables evolves in time. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I was trying to hint to before, yeah. by saying that whenever we talk about information, we talk about some transformation yeah. or, you know, task. But, but a wave function possible.
3: is a carrier of information.
0: Yes, and it's a carrier of information because it can be coupled to the wave function of a different system, and there can be a copy well, Even if it
3: can't, it is still conveying information.
0: Ah, that's... Uh, Mm. Well, that, that was my worry about
3: the subjectivity. You see, it's begin, it's going to creep in very soon. I will give you five minutes before <laughs> it's there.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think it's he already he here with me. <laughs> but I think this. I mean, well the reason I, I
1: bolt c- at saying the, univer- the universe, universe, information is in the universe. It just sounds like the, a, the wrong thing to say. I mean, <laughs> it's like thoughts are in your head. It's yeah. just a mis- you know, information is the kinds of thing that can be in somewhere. Do you not like that's it a, it that's a spatial? That's a spatial. Way of thinking, and it doesn't really make sense as I've got this box and there's some information in it. But I mean, feel it I have
2: information in my head, is that wrong?
1: Well, I think you can talk that way loosely, but I think. Uh, and abstractly. <laughs> and abstractly. Yeah, thank it. you. I yeah. feel better now. Yeah. 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 But from another perspective, and would we'll say that's just a metaphor. That, that I like yeah. metaphors. No, so but what's not wrong with metaphors? N-
3: uh, but abstraction is a metaphor. I mean, uh, I mean, Okay, I think what, what, what scientists do when they look for global theories is to abstract a, a metaphor in some sense yeah. with,
1: Which is the theory. Right, but lots of physicists would say mass isn't a metaphor. Right, it's physical. That that's mm. the difference. Mm. You can you can you can get hit by an information carrying system. No,
0: you but, can't but get look hit the qu- by
1: information the without the system the to carry it. The yeah, but
0: property of certain ideas to cause transformation is not is is a physical thing. So, you know, mm. suppose we invent a way of uh, you know, retarding the death of the sun. Um, would that you know, that would come out of you know, that would be a creation of knowledge that, you know, uh, humans may may be able to, to come up with, and would that not be a physical effect?
3: The clash of information is what I alluded to in my opening remark about the uncertainty principle, basically, that you may have information about the position of a particle, or you n- may have information about its momentum, but those are two Mm. Um, universes of explanation and you must not let them collide because once you do get collision between those two descriptions um, you get conflict mm-hmm.
0: yes i do agree on this
3: yeah. why
0: well it makes sense to say that i mean in quantum physics we can't know right. we, we cannot measure all the observers simultaneously and so we can't get the whole of the information. Oh, yes, we
3: can. We can get the whole of the information well, that is lo- allowed to us. Right. I mean, a complete description of the universe in terms of location of particles, no. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. A complete description in terms of waves, fine. It's But classical physics it imbued us with the expectation of having more information than then we, we should mm. have.
0: Yeah, right. Agreed, mm. yes.
3: James, you're looking well.
1: uh, It's not clear to me that what we're doing there is expressing something in in information theoretic idiom that we could express in a different idiom. So, take an example from biology um, the fundamental dogma of molecular biology says information can't pass from the genotype to the the phenotype to the genotype, right? I mean, that was how it was first expressed. Now, is, is that does that mean then? I mean, someone said, Look. There you are information fundamental in science, and what someone could say. Well, yeah, but I could express that same truth without using information talk. I could say something like, um, there can't be causation from the phenotype to the genotype, so I could do it in causal terms rather than information theoretic terms. So it's not clear that information is being anything playing any more role than being no, a heuristic can... or a way to think
0: talk about cause you're not talking about it. when when you say information can flow one way and not the other what you're talking about is you know the whole set of copying process that you can perform on the particular molecule where if, whereas if you talk about the cause that's a much looser notion and it's bit slippery in physics as well but
1: i could say something like the phenotype can't cause changes in the genotype
0: well but what is causing the so the the notion of cause is very Fuzzy.
1: Oh, gosh, did, did yeah, we we, I mean, hold on. But <laughs> we it's we not like we defined what information was at the start of this. I mean, for, mo- for most just no, the notion I'm of causation saying, How about
0: saying that information means certain copying processes are possible and that possibility is transmitted from one, you know, molecule to another and can't be transmitted, vice versa. That's much more precise than saying that the cause, you know, that then resort into the notion of cause.
1: I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't see why that's m- why it's any less precise to talk about causation. I mean, it's perfectly familiar to say yeah. express generalisations in science in causal terms. And
2: Back to information. I mean, we're having enough yeah. trouble with information without tackling causation. Someone yeah. Yeah. will tell us time doesn't flow in
3: a second, it's and then
2: we'll all be lost. Um, it's, it's, it's what you always it's do. It's, it's
3: mathematics information.
2: Well, I'd like to know because you you think lo- lo- along with Platonists that it's there in the universe. Yeah. I can see James well, uh, bridling from here. Yes, I, no,
1: I mean, I, d- I just don't know, but I, 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 I suspect
3: it's too strong
2: to say mathematics is information. Is it
3: some kind of dualism yeah. that
2: you don't like? Does it feel like we're importing God by another name, or something, you know, non... It's, non it's deeper than that, isn't it? Deeper than uh, God, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Is, it, is there a kind of dualism which you're... I, I get this sense that you're bridling at information and in that it's, it feels dualistic, that there's a, it's a supernatural kind of thing.
1: No, I'm just worrying that it doesn't make sense without the that 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 really the 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 work that's done by the word information is either can can be done by talking about causal processes and just talking about dynamics and and regular physical concepts or it's invoking the idea of representation and if it's invoking the idea of representation then I think that opens up a whole can, can of worms about whether we can regard physical systems as intrinsically representing other physical systems, or whether that's really just that we use one to represent the other. So, I mean, if you have some physical process that may means that after some time, a state over here is a copy of a state over there, it doesn't mean that this state represents that state. I mean, that that's a, that's... An extra thing that we would say. It right? implies, the, the implies that. Represents state. that. Yeah, it represents that. It implies that. Yeah, okay. yeah so, but so, so you know, I mean there's a big discussion in philosophy about that you can naturalize these notions of information. Mm. You know, Grice mm. said, you know, well, smoke represents fire, and that's mm. natural meaning.
2: Perf- I've always found it perverse that f- philosophers, particularly in science mm. as well, that your, the entire understanding that you have and that you Learned from someone that, that you teach and that you put in books and that you read out and that you talk about, all requires there to be information, you, you're using it in that common order. In, the, sense. in and the colloquial. And, and sense. science, if it's anything, is an enormous collection of information, because it's not just, scientists don't just go around oh it's not pointing at bits yeah. of the universe. But it's finally. not
3: just a heap of information. No, uh,
2: no it's, it's, an or, it's, an organi- it's organized yet, it's organized right. information, and yet the culmination of this after you know, a hundred and odd years, we get to the point where people say, but I don't think information is in the universe; it doesn't really exist," and that just seems a bit perverse.
1: But we, we, we look—we could perfectly well express what human—not—I mean—talk uh, about human knowledge before we used the term information. It's a relatively new term. Mm. In vocabulary. Yes, uh, well, we used to call right. it meaning, and then yes, people right. really bridled so at exa- that, So ex- exactly. we washed it and so, came out. So with I think the fact that you can rephrase everything by saying, "Well, science is information," and like you know, thoughts are information, and everything's information, it doesn't really grant that much
3: except extent. in an abstract sense
1: well it just means that it's I mean a very a plastic word that we yeah. can use in all sorts of contexts but i mean i could just as well said science is about propositions that represent reality right. i didn't use the word
2: information okay so in that sense information is just trendy well i think it. the word i think the key
1: thing is are we talking about a representational notion of information I or think some I other am. idea because in the, in the Mathematical mm. theory of, com- of communication of Shannon and Weaver with the original mm. mathematical theory of communication uh, of information. It's not really anything to do with semantic meaning. It's just about probability distributions, basically. Mm. So, m- what I'm interested well. in is at what point we're bringing in
2: representation. At the point where creatures like us, built from all of that physics, go, oh, I, th- I, th- I know what you mean. Right,
1: w- I- in which case, then one might say, that, well, there wasn't any I information mean, until there were beings like us. Could be.
0: The Shannon's theory was about analysing errors in that system, but the system is ultimately a signalling system. Yes. So in that sense, there is an interpretation that's going on, you know, uh, a signal requires representation in the sense, I think, that you were... Okay. And I don't think that uh, entails probability distribution. I mean, it doesn't require to resort to probability distributions. To y- if you w- want to talk about how a signaling system works, not uh, what Shannon wanted to do. He was interested in errors. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, as well. Yeah, he yeah. was interested in yeah. a different problem, but I mean, ultimately, the kind of physical system that he was referring to was the signaling system. And yeah. in a signaling system, you know, a flat, w- how, you know, an air traffic controller system works, you don't really you need probabilities to talk about that.
1: We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you by the Institute of Art and Ideas. Do you think information is in the universe? Let us know by tweeting at iai underscore TV with the hashtag the code. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to the Philosophy for Our Times podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher for more big ideas on the go. We would love to hear your feedback, so please email us on podcast at iai.tv. Tune in next week to get an insight
0: into the 60s cultural revolution from flower power icon Jenny Boyd.